Welcome to the Cashflow Canucks podcast, where Canadian entrepreneurs and investors come to learn about wealth creation. Experts in their fields will join your host, Peter Lount, to share their successes, challenges, and discuss opportunities. Join me and my guest, Chris Colucci, as we talk about the unlimited potential of learning. Chris is an author, coach, consultant, speaker, and trainer. With 20 years of entrepreneurial experience, we get to the DNA of a business, how to maximize learning, and establishing the blueprint for your business. Welcome and enjoy. Chris Colucci, thank you for joining Cashflow Connects today. Um, maybe uh, we can just start with a little introduction. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, yeah, my pleasure, Peter. Thank you. And I know we've known each other from past lives, and it's good to reconnect and really pleased to be on here and having a talk as we work through the, the current uh, situation and interesting times we live in. So for my part, my name is Chris Colucci, and I'm Chris Colucci International, an author, coach, consultant, speaker, and trainer. And I've had over 20 years of Fortune 500 and entrepreneurial experience, uh, award-winning stuff and lots of learning stuff and sold my business a couple of years ago. And after that, I've been working on building my, my training platforms as well as coaching people uh, in a lot of different industries. Uh, I've done a lot of work in the community as far as helping startups. And I've also looking at getting involved at Seneca, teaching a few, uh, teaching a few courses. I was scheduled to start in the summer, but as things are a little different, uh, you know, Mr. Agnew is, uh, does a great job running that organization. And I know they're going to continue to navigate it through it, uh, you know, in, in very good fashion as we kind of stand by. And, and yeah, I, it's just business and entrepreneurship. I, I started writing my book, uh, Making the Leap. Success is more than a jump uh, a little over a year ago. And literally, you talk about the current situation. And I know people, you know, we're all facing challenges. And it's funny because you just finish your book, about 300 pages, and you get your speaking engagements lined up, and then uh, you end up with this. Right. And you know what? You just deal with it. Everybody's, uh, you know, challenged. You know, thankfully, we're, we have roofs over our heads. You know, we have food on the table. Uh, we're blessed to, to live, you know, in a, in a world, in a society that values that and values people and lives and, and the long-term picture. And really, when you look at it, if you're looking to focus on something or pivot in your business, there's never been a better time. You've actually got time to step back and really think about your business, to be on your business instead of your business. And, you know, right now, I think the, the people who really kind of buckle down and take a good look at their business, take a good look at what's coming next, how the world is going to change from these current situation and what opportunities will arise and, and the people who adapt to the new reality, uh, just the new situations are the ones that are going to survive and thrive uh, coming out of this because it will get better. And when that time comes, you just want to have that momentum to really run, just, just run right through it and run right through the, uh, the finish line to start a new race. Right. No, fair enough. So you said a, a few things in there I want to dive into. One was just a simple word, gratitude, right? Just the thankfulness mm -hmm. of what we have for sure, I think is, is, is so powerful. Truth. Absolutely. Um, can you maybe, um, you know, when we met, was probably going back over 20 years now, right? Now yeah. we worked for a Fortune 500 company, but then you That's went right. to an entrepreneurship. Can you talk about that transition to that and your journey on the entrepreneurial side of things? 
Well, it's funny you'd ask in that context, because that's that's what really was the seed for making the leap as a book. Uh, going from the corporate world, you know, you're it, you learn a lot. Uh, and, you know, it's challenging, gratifying, rewarding in its own way. And then making that jump myself to, you know, starting, running, growing, uh, managing, leading, and then eventually selling. Uh, a business was, it's, it's a whole different trip. And in order to make that leap, what I found and, and what I loved really was you have to be whoever you need to be. You know, some days you have to be an inspirational leader. Other days you have to be a very efficient and effective manager. Uh, you need to know uh, financial literacy. Uh, and you, who's king? Cash is king. Right. There was a time in our business after about two or three years when uh, I remember having a, a Friday meeting and our staff were just talking about things. And I came to a point, it was about a year and a half or two, because we it didn't take us three years to start making a profit. Right. We really went hard and we, we built the business well. And I told them that, like, look, I'm not the one who pays the bills. I'm I'm the, I'm the one who helps you guys because it's the customers that pay the bills. Hmm. And one of the things people are looking, who's going to finance my business? Well, you need customers to finance your business. And so out of that, uh, you really, you, we really need to focus on you know, building our communication skills and the art of communication. Uh, you know, you're, when you're working for a corp, Sales can go and point at marketing and go, why aren't you giving more prospects? And marketing can point and go, why aren't you, you know, selling effectively on what I'm developing? But the new entrepreneur, you have to be able to do both, regardless of how large a corporation you're in. And even if you're in a larger organization, you have to be able to do both because you have to inform the marketing. Marketing has to think like a salesperson because consumers and customers are a lot more demanding and a lot more discerning of who they're going to go with. Uh, and then you, know, you need to build a brand. And by a brand, and this is something I've been a marketing manager at IBM, which was awesome experience. I learned so much. But then when you build your own brand, it, it becomes apparent. I mean, it's very important. And this is something that I, I do a lot of workshops on too is what is your brand? I mean, the brand isn't a logo. That's just a picture. That's like window dressing. And it can even end up being a cheap suit. If you're looking at branding, it's everything from the way people answer the poem to the way people dress to the way people interact with a customer. Brand is a promise of value. It's like the DNA of your business. And so marketing is literally the most important part and the most important skill you have in running a business or even in being in a business or marketing yourself as well, uh, getting your own brand image together. And that communication aspect ties in. And then sales, if, if communication is the most important skill, then sales is the most important professional skill. Communications is the most important personal skill. And then you end up with management and leadership being the most important skills to grow. And when you tie that all together, right from starting a business to, to selling a business. The reason I, I, I put the book together the way that I did is because I wanted to touch on everything, not give the answers to everything, 
because I give, I really have too much, uh, a lot more consideration and respect for people than sit there and just give out answers. It's about getting people to remember to ask the questions and to ask themselves, where do they really want to and probably need to build or hire and to compensate and complement what they have to run a business that's going to truly succeed because everybody's looking for that home run. Yeah. Everybody wants to boom, one done and done. I made it. And, but it's not, it's not a destination. It's a journey. And that was the fun part of it. And so you took your learnings as an entrepreneur, business owner, how long do you own the business for before you? About 10 years, 10 years. You yeah. did that, And you took a lot of that, what you've learned from that experience and turn that into coaching, speaking, and now authoring. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I, one of the things that I really find is of great value is I've done just about anything in a business that you could do. I mean, being at IBM, you know, uh, you just learn so much. Uh, and, and there's a certain, people can call it a polish and I see it with different folks. And, you know, when you're in that environment, you learn a lot. But I've done just about everything. I've, I've worked side by side with my, with my people, 26 stories above the ground, hanging from a chair. I've you know, worked in a boardroom, you know, you know, developing and closing multi-million dollar deals. I've hired talent and I've retained talent. I've developed people. I've, I've led people in situations where, you know, the only alternative is success, right? I've managed the finances and, you know, learned to be resourceful, both bootstrapping and raising. Like, I've learned to, to, to do all of that as well as leverage my sales and market. I mean, I've been selling for over 30 years. I've sold over a hundred million dollars worth of stuff and you learn a few things on the way. But what you mentioned about coming from, let's say a corporate environment or the J-O-B to being in a business setting, uh, it's, you have to be whoever you need to be in a moment. And then even when you're in a business and it, my first thought was, this is for startups and this is for entrepreneurs. But as I developed, and it really hit me. These are skills that are universal. Even if you're sitting in a chair on a job, you know, there's nothing wrong with the J-O-B. Um, Einstein was a pretty smart guy. While he was developing the theory of relativity, he had a job. He worked as a patent clerk in Switzerland. And he would reach under his desk between, you know, between projects and work and kind of map out the theory of relativity. If the smartest guy on the planet is working a job, that's a good thing. It says a lot. So even if you're in a job and you're looking at professional development, you, you give yourself the opportunity to ask, do I need more in the way of some sales uh, development or marketing and branding or understanding financial literacy or understanding five levels of leadership and developing leaders as well as being a leader? Do I need productivity and effectiveness? Do I, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm, I'm growing and I'm ready to exit the business. What's the plan? Because your business is just a vehicle. Um, if I'm in a job, how do I make myself indispensable and more valuable to my employer so that I can move on up and, and enjoy the benefits of being playing a bigger game? Right. I guess that kind of, you know, I, I think of that in terms of doesn't matter where you are, if you're a T4 employee or if you're an entrepreneur, um, you don't just stop with a university degree, right? You never stop learning. Right. And that kind of, I guess that dovetails into what you do now in terms of being a mentor and a coach. 
people, you're never too old. Like my kids, you know, I have a hockey coach, they have a gymnastics coach or whatever, but like as adults, there's kind of that stigma to it. But I mean, can you talk to the importance of having a coach and a mentor as a, as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. I, I mean, and, and a confession too, uh, for the first five years in my corporate life, I really didn't understand the value of that because I was going to do everything on my own and, you know, I'm, I'm a smart enough guy to get this done or I'll get that done and who needs that. But we need people and we need the experience of people. I mean, right now, I mean, you look around with the current situation and the quarantine or lockdown. I mean, we can't live without others. We need people to feed us. We need people to clothe us. We need people to cut our hair. I mean, that's becoming more apparent as we're getting past the 30-day mark, right? Um, that's and And even... We, we, we need people to live. We can't even die on our own because we need people to bury us. And in a situation like this, we also need people to take care of us at every level and take care of each other. So it's all interconnected. And having once I started to pick up some good mentors, and I had so many good people I've learned from at IBM and Motorola and, and in my journey as an entrepreneur. And, and even as a sales guy, I mean, I started selling when I was 16. And let's just say I, I wasn't that good at it. And you get to a point where you're so good. I was in, you're in university and you're making two to three times more than the medical student who's, you know, working at Shoppers Drug Mart for minimum wage. And that's an important skill. But then having a bigger impact with leadership and stuff, a mentor, a good mentor. Actually, I, I mean, I like that you brought it up. There's a study done in 1984. It was a pretty good one, but it pointed out that I believe it was around 75%. I was just looking at this the other day, around 75% of people who had coaching conversations said that the coach had no no measurable positive impact on their success. And 10% of them, Five to 10% of them, all heads, because it's a couple of days ago, five to 10% of them, I think 10% said they were in worse shape after the conversation than they were before the conversation. So could you imagine walking really? into that and you're like, I look forward to being more confused and befuddled than I was before talking to you. You know, coaches have this confusion with making recommendations. And the whole idea is to draw that out and to be, there are some very effective ways to coach people. Like I'm a health coach. That's where my coaching background came from. Hmm. And there are different techniques and, and, and so on, but it's really about the questions. And then as a mentor being to offer some experience to vet some of the answers and to be able to guide somebody on their journey without carrying them on the journey because, and, and here's, and people will understand their situation better than, any one, you know, person, you know, gurus are out there saying, you know, they're going to make a quantum leak and then they take a piece of paper and then they fold it and then they punch a hole through it and they go, see, you've traveled from here to here. That was a quantum leak. Well, no, I showed you how to, you know, fold a piece of paper and punch a pen through it. That's not a quantum leap, right? So a coach is somebody who's going to really get it, really draw out, uh, the, the questions that somebody has in a given situation to find that path forward for success. And everybody in the world, the, the most productive and the most, uh, we'll say the, the best athletes in the world 
the best executives in the world, the best performers in the world, something they have all in common, they all have a coach. Right. And that point you made about really someone being prescriptive, like line by line, to me, I feel like unless you leave a gap for that person, you almost like shut off their brain from even thinking, right? And that's the that's the best part of the learning is the coach maybe will give a bit of a, a leader, a direction or a, a gap between, right? And it's up to you to fill in that space. And literally there's, it it'll, it should stimulate something in your mind to affect that change. And and that's where the- You know, Peter, I, the, fact, the fact that you would put that in terms of, in the context of a space, I mean, that is- Absolutely perfect. That's exactly how it how it exists. Um, I think what what I was referring to was um, I think it was Warren Berger, uh, the coaching habit. Okay, uh, if I got the author right. Uh, but that that is the whole idea. Uh, there's even you look at uh, even if you, let's say you're a manager or a leader, uh, you can create codependence. You know, there's the drama triangle where you have somebody who comes to you and they have a problem and, you know, they, they see the problem in front of any opportunity or solution, but are they seeing a way forward? And I've had conversations with folks who worked for me in the past where it's, it's supportive, but it's a, look, I need people who have solutions. I'll help you with any problem you got, but what solutions do you have? And you get that point where people will come to you asking. And then, so you have the victim who feels that there's a problem everywhere and they're always coming up with reasons why they can't do something. Uh, then you have, you know, the, then in a sense you have the bully who's always saying, nobody can do anything as good as I can. And I'm the reason everything works here. And, and then they literally get in the way of people trying to do stuff because their identity is that they have to be the one to come up with the solutions. Then you have somebody who's like the hero and they love to come to rescue of a bully who's leaning on a, on a martyr and, and I the victim, sorry, a martyr who's the, the bully is the martyr. And then you're looking at somebody who's the victim and the hero loves to come riding to the rescue. And we're all, everybody exists in that space, both in business or in personal life. And, but when you allow that to happen, you start creating this codependence that takes away a lot of the effectiveness of both, both the coaching arrangement and relationship, as well as, you know, business and getting things done and being aware of all that and navigating through those situations is a lot of fun. And that's amazing. All those things that you've learned. I've now, you know, learned myself is how do you integrate that into the family? Cause a lot of those things definitely can like, don't like, don't step your kid through every single thing, right? They have to figure it out themselves or they're never going to, they're never going to move out. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants a 30 year old kid living in the basement. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. Right. No, that's not what you want. <laughs> that's true. And even skills that you pick up, like um, managing difficult conversations, just communication. I mean, you can get these situations where everybody's like this, right? But, and having run the past business, that was something that was very helpful to understand and then further develop. But somebody calls and they're yelling at you on the phone for something and you have to just let them literally clear the table. And like in coaching, you have to do that sometimes too. Right. Somebody's had an issue or a hard time or day or week or just a, a big issue. You got you to gotta let them clear the table or you're never going to have that opportunity to communicate. And you know what? Do you remember Shane Wilson? Yeah. 
I will drop his name. I was on a call and he got on the call. I was on with him and I, I think we're at a point where we can talk. I was on this call with him and I used to be very aggressive <clears throat> and uh, I've learned and matured a bit. And, but Shane was on this call and I was, but he could tell I was about to start into something because I wanted this deal and this was going to be mine. And he put it on mute and he pointed at me. He said, don't say a thing. And at the end he said, look, this is your, this is your deal. You guys go ahead with it. It's all right. And I'm like, I'm literally ready to just, just to explode. And you don't do that. And Shane's one of the best managers I've ever had. And I know he had a reason. So I just, okay, be calm. Let's eat it. And he goes, you're right. That should have been your deal. And which now I'm ready to even more. I'm ready to just <laughs> jump out of my skin, right? And he goes, but sometimes the point isn't being right. Sometimes the point is maintaining a relationship. And given the size of this deal or situation, you were in a situation where you were trying to win an argument. And sometimes you need, and everybody needs to learn to first understand and then be understood hmm. and then he made me go out and buy a copy of Stephen Covey's seven habits for highly successful people and because it was him I knew he would ask me about it <laughs> so yeah, I went yeah. out and I bought the book because I kind of had to yeah and it was one of the best things I ever you know ever done in my life and I actually read it and they didn't have audible back then I mean I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. underlined and and it's that, that, that communication where, yeah, you, you have that, call it resonant approach to leadership and communication. Yeah. Seek first to understand, then be understood. Somebody calls, they're screaming on the phone and you're okay. You're okay. Uh, sir, miss. Okay. All right. They're done. So what you do first, most of us are getting ready to just respond and win the situation, but you literally Sit and you, you look. I understand. First, this isn't an easy call to make. I've had people break down in tears right there, and they're looking for my. They're looking for a piece of something in LA, and and I've had. Oh, yeah, it is hard. I can't. The issue isn't always the issue, mm. and maybe who knows what's happened in their day. And now, the one thing that happened with whatever it is you're providing is what set them off. And now, you have an opportunity. Well, here I understand that. And you say it to them. And then you keep saying it until you know, they know that you really truly understand. You might say, well, it's not quite that. It's whatever. Okay, then let's keep doing that. And then from there, you've established understanding. And then you establish some common ground and you maintain dialogue and you move forward towards a constructive resolution. And you're not giving away the farm. But when I do customer service training, that's one of the things that I really look at. It's that kind of conversation just powerful skills and techniques to handle difficult conversations. And it's a, it's, it's a system. It's not rocket science. Right. And as you do them more, it's a habit. But if you apply that to your business dealings and business conversations in those you know, crucial situations, uh, you get a lot out of it. And guess what? That applies to family as well. Yeah. And, and so that was that example you gave of shame was really neat in terms of you know, unless you had gone through that adversity, you wouldn't have had that teaching moment, right? You wouldn't have learned. No, no, that's right. right. That's a great point. Um, really and good. if I hadn't had a mentor like Shane Wilson throughout there, Shane, 
Yeah. Of all the managers that I say I like, you're the one I mean it the most. <laughs> really. <laughs> so yeah, without somebody like Shane, uh, just being able to take this stupid kit and say, you need to learn to, to think a little bit and, and, under, and change your perspective. When you change somebody's perspective, you change their world. And I think that's the value of coaching and mentoring put together. Right. Now, you've mentioned a couple books now. Let's talk about yours. Can you talk a little bit, of, a little bit about it? Um, yeah. What's it called? Uh, what's it about? When's it coming out? I'll send you, uh, I'll send you my press kit, uh, Wind okay. Rocker, so you got some graphics to play with. Yeah, yeah. But, but really, it's, uh, it's making the leap. Success is more than just the jump. And it's because people always want that, you know, quantum leap. And they want to make that big, that big swing and a hit and they're done. And it's not. You know, making that leap, it's it's a series of steps. And that's where I really get into the what I feel strongly is important. And I think in a lot of ways lacking. It's practical. I think that sort of thing is lacking in the industry and, and in, in general approaches. But what I did is put something together to be practical, uh, to be a system that is really universal uh, and applied across business and even life and even professional development. Uh, and you look at, you know, I think you break it down about a half a dozen skills. And when you do that, it comes out really well. Uh, you know, your inner game and that breakthrough mindset and practices that, you know, the, the most successful people in the world use. Uh, financial literacy uh, for business, cash flow, understanding that, yeah, you may get financing for your business, but until you have customers, you don't have a business. The purpose of the business is to create customers. You need a prototype. There are ways to approach investors that you really have to have your, your stuff together and a prototype and, and a test that's going to really give them what they feel is going to give them low risk and high reward. And as well, you want to protect your assets as well. And maybe put an option down the road and they can pick that. There are a lot of different things that you can do to protect yourself. Uh, strategic planning for victory. I mean, stress. A, strat- a plan without strategy can be a nightmare and you really want to make sure you map out a good strategy and there are some great ways to frame that and do it in a way that'll work. Uh, then there's the art of communication. It's the most important personal skill. Uh, magnetic marketing to ignite your business. That's the most important, uh, I'd say, business skill and sales. You know, I, I've actually developed something called the impact sales methodology and it's just understanding the language of sales uh, to you know, you're going to uh, intrigue a customer. You're going to message with meaning. Uh, you're going to aid or assist them and give them an aspirin. You're going to you're going to catch them and carry them where you want them to go, and you're going to take them where they need to go. That's impact, and it's a really simple, powerful framework to help people develop their their sales dialogue in a way that's universal across any industry or situation. And for the sales professionals out there, I, with over 30 years now, like I said, over $100 million worth of stuff sold, I've really uh, been able to get my head around that to help people develop further and, and continue to. And not just when I do something, I don't like to give people just a concept or an idea. Uh, it's important to me because I've seen it a lot where there's a lot of fuzzy talk here and there and you have to be that to get to a place, but I want to give people something they can come away with that is going to give them immediate value and can be applied in their world. 
And then there's customer service, you know, creating the addictive customer experience and a lot of ways to do that, uh, as well as creating those habits for unstoppable success. I've got a great one chapter in my book on habits was just, it was a 3000 page article that I blogged and it's, mm. it's actually from about five different sources and studies and books. And it's like today, this morning, and it can boil down. It's more complicated than this here, but it can boil down to there's literally a, this is the trigger that causes me to miss a behavior that I want or a habit that I want to develop. And I got to get rid of an old habit, create a new habit. Right. I know in the morning when I, if I come to this office and I put my feet up on this desk and I get my laptop or my phone or my tablet or a book, I'm cooked. <laughs> I will be here for the next two or three hours just getting absorbed into the important stuff I need to do. But, and that's like come down the stairs. And here's the thing. Instead of turning right when I come down the stairs, I will turn left and keep walking and go downstairs to the basement to my gym. That's what it took for me today to actually get a workout in. <laughs> and that's a super simple example. But at the end of the day, there's some really, uh, we, you know how they say do something for three weeks and yeah. it'll be a habit? Yeah. It's baloney. Somebody literally just made that up and now it like stalks the web like a zombie telling people yeah, that it's yeah. a matter of three weeks. There, there's so much more. And in fairness, that came from psychocybernetics, which I'm a big fan of okay. uh, Dr. Maxwell Malt's work. Yeah. He said that in some cases that can be true. And a bunch of gurus and people just went out and took off with it. And now it's gosh darn it is true. Well, no, it's not. There's so paraphrase it and involved. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then of course, from there, just the straight getting it done, you know, and a couple different systems because your productivity is very personal in the system you use, but you know, whether it's whatever system you use, lay out a few of those, but more importantly, the, the, the productivity and the prioritization and key, you know, what's important, what's urgent, and then laying that down to a few systems you can choose. And, and then finally, you know, just, just manage with magic to deliver those uh, spectacular results. Uh, you can't manage what you don't measure. And, it, you know, just getting the, getting the management of the business straight and creating order from chaos is one of the greatest arts out there in terms of running a business. And, Again, there are ways and practices to make sure that you're, you're managing like a top uh, level executive and, and leadership, you know, for that, that spectacular team success and developing your own career and moving yourself forward. And then at the, uh, the end of it all, it, it just comes down to that big leap and those big leaps of growth, maturity, and then eventually exit. You know, begin with the end in mind because uh, you see people who are either it's the golden handcuffs, you're trapped in a job. Or same thing, you're trapped in a business. And how do you get that business to work without you? And when you get it to work without you, it's way more attractive to somebody who may be willing to, to buy it. One day when you do decide you want to exit if the kids don't want the business and, and all that. So, I mean, that laying it out is making the leap success is more than just a jump. And then, so that's, um, I was, I was going to say, like an entrepreneur's handbook, but it sounds more like a manual, right? From, you know, the life it cycle is. of it's a business. A, yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a system. It's a guide and it's, it's really a guide for that journey. And I mean, nobody is going to be able to say, you know, with integrity that they are a 10 out of 10 in all 12 areas. 
it all comes down to you know, identifying where you're strongest and if you want to develop more, or if there's an area where you can see the need and you can either develop more yourself or you can bring somebody in to shore that up. And even for the professionals in an organization, um, when you have, I, I did a just an outstanding, uh, it's called Keith Cunningham's uh, five-day MBA. Okay. And we got, to, we got to spend a week with Keith Cunningham, who is one of uh, Richard Kiyosaki's, Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, poor dad characters. You know, the, the cash flow quadrant literally yeah. came from Keith Cunningham and, and Robert Kiyosaki took that. And so spending a week with him and learning so much about uh, just about ratios and, and really to understand how to read statements and, and how to, to maintain and carry on a business based on what finance being the language of business, taking that, uh, my previous job, uh, it, it really, it, it, it turned, it got some attention. People were kind of surprised, wait, this, this, this kid knows about finance and can talk, you know, quick ratios and can talk, and it just elevates you in, in the eyes of, you know, where you're, you're working, whether it's sales or marketing or communications and, and, you know, creating innovation around customer experience. And so it's really something that I wanted. I spent the time I did because I wanted it to be as valuable as it could and just give everything I had to, to help people in every area that I, I could. And, um, is the is the book out as of now or is it uh, it's done i have about yeah. 320 pages all written i got a nice okay. picture of my manuscript all printed out and uh, i've got the the books all laid out for presentation for uh, the the promotional side now i was all ready to to just hit it and run and uh, and then you know march 12th came and we shut down the schools and then the right. March 15th, I think it was, and we locked down the, the country and, but yeah, it's, it's done. Like I'm ready to go and go to awesome. print. And so you're, so um, what's your plan? Is it going to, are you going to put it on Amazon or what's the, are you going to do a book tour when things settle down? Or I guess you'll have to do virtual book tours, right? Like, well, what I'm going to do is uh, it's, I'm doing it through black card books is okay. my publisher. Okay. And I've done a lot of the work myself just because of the, I mean, being a marketing manager at IBM, um, I've got some graphic skills and being, uh, <laughs> and copywriting and, and also having run my own business and built our brand from scratch. Uh, so I mean, I can do a lot of that and I'm not a bad, I'm not a bad writer. I do my best. And so the plan is I, I really have very little interest in doing it on Amazon mm. per se. Uh, it's a book that really is a personal touch and a connection. And, you know, when you're given a piece of your, your heart and your soul and, and, you know, you know, three decades plus of experience, uh, what I'm going to do, Peter, is, you know, offer up the book and, I'm, and, and then offer people, uh, I've got a learning portal. I'm laying out, I've got about 25 workshops and uh, my business success academy. Uh, and I'm boiling that down to something that's a little bit more applicable. I'm already planning out and mapping out my next book, uh, Impact Sales Methods. And that'll be coming up next after this. It's more focused because when I coach people, people typically ask for sales help. And that's where people seem to get the most traction and really get engaged. And I can, they can see that right away. And it's, uh, it's a lot less in terms of soft skills, but you got to learn the soft skills to get there. And that's kind of what I give you. So with the book, I'm going to be, you know, taking and, and selling it. 
Uh, I mean, I'll have a few channels to sell it to, but it's really a part of my, uh, it's really just a part of my speaking strategy, my consulting strategy, my coaching strategy. And, and then with that, you know, once somebody uh, knows that the book is right for them, there are things I can offer to them for my online training portal and, and offer them up some very powerful online training courses that I've been developing since even before this lockdown. And that's where they can benefit from that. There's no substitute for one-on-one coaching or even in-person training to 30, right. 50 or a couple hundred people. There's no replacement for that. But it's something that gives you the concepts and makes it uh, you know, easier and, and, and stickier to, to learn. Uh, when you hear something once, I think people remember about 15%-ish. But once they get it, one, two, three, once you hit five, six, seven times, you're getting up to an 80 to 85% retention and you're applying it in your business. The book is really intended to provide real application. Each chapter is a, it's cute. You know, if you come to a workshop with me, it's cute. You're, you think you're here to listen to me. No, you're here to do homework and here's your homework. And it's, it's awesome when you sit there and you've got this room full of people who are think they're okay. We're going to, this guy's going to talk. And then, they get a sheet that talks about what are your brand values out of these 40 brand values, what seven or eight represent you the most. And then how do you, are you, are you in congruence with those brand values right now? And how are you map? And you just, you map it right out and and same with just about everything else. And that's how the chapters are laid out. So the strategy of the book is to be a real applied tool system and, uh, and guide to help you get to where you want to be with the skills to, to be developed. Well, that's great. Um, and it, yeah, it's all encompassing to, you know, what you offered, you know, in terms of coaching, teaching the, the whole methodology learning portal. Can you, um, just as we're kind of wrapping this up, I wanted to make sure we have an opportunity to how do people get in touch with you um, going forward? Yeah, best way to get in touch with me is uh, just drop me a line. It's chris at kaluchicorp.com. Lucci, just like the last name. Uh, you can also call me, check out my website, hook up. You know what? In, in our current age, uh, social media is, is kind of important. It's kind of a big thing. It's the new thing. It's a new thing, right? So just connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, look me up on LinkedIn. And, you know, for, for business stuff, it's always fun to hear from people and, and collaborations as well. And uh, I'd say that's the best way to get in touch with me. Okay. Well, Chris, thank you so much for sharing your journey, sharing, um, you know, your, your journey from corporate world to entrepreneurship to now sharing that to people and, and, uh, teaching others. Oh, uh, thank you for that. Well, thank you. And likewise, if you're out there and you're watching this, make sure you get connected with Peter and you get out to one of these events for financial stuff. Because the guy's a sharp, he's a sharp guy and he can get tiki places. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. All right. Pleasure, Peter. Thanks. Thank you for taking time to listen to the Cash Canucks podcast. You'll be able to find out more about our guests and how to connect with them in the show notes for this episode. Would you like to learn the secret way savvy investors and smart entrepreneurs are turning their expenses into positive cash flow? Then you want to read the Infinite Banking Concept book. For a limited time, I am giving away free copies of this book valued at $30. If you want a copy, just email me, Peter, with the subject line book to peter at cashflowcanucks.ca. Again, if you want a free copy of the Infinite Banking Concept book, just email me at peter at cashflowcanucks.ca. 
with the subject line book and your mailing address and I'll send you a copy. You'll finally understand how the wealthy elite is turning everyday expenses into cash flow. Just email me at peter at cashflowcanucks.ca.